Are we unmuted now? Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Be Better Tomorrow podcast, where we talk to industry experts to help you gain the skills to be better tomorrow. I'm your host, Jason Fisher, and today our guest is Ms. Victoria Murray. She describes herself as a serial entrepreneur who has finally gotten it right. After short stints in Amway, Avon, Mary Kay, Warm Blessings, and a few other multi-level marketing businesses, she decided to do something different. Taking skills learned from over 20 years in corporate America, she decided to use what was in her hand, and Inbox Virtual Assistant was born. Now a three-year-old company, Inbox is growing in the scope of services provided while expanding the types of clients that she serves. She says, although the entrepreneurial life can be a struggle at times, I would not take one dime from my journey. Let's talk to Victoria now and find out why. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Victoria Murray. Victoria is an old friend of mine. Uh, again, we met at Toastmasters, which is just a good plug for that organization. If you listened to our last episode with Mike Rudd, I met him through Toastmasters as well. Great people in Toastmasters. You get to really build a good network out there. Victoria runs her own virtual assistant service, Inbox VA, and I wanted to talk to her about how having a virtual assistant could help all of us with our side hustle, with our entrepreneurial gigs, or even as we were discussing just a few minutes ago before we went live, maybe even the tasks around the house. Victoria, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and help the audience know who you are? Absolutely. I am a hustler at heart. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I am an administrative assistant extraordinaire. Awesome. I can vouch for several of those. She helped to run our Toastmasters Club for a while and kept all the boys in line. So we got some things accomplished. Now, I am sad because you left us, but you did it to pursue your dream. Can you tell us a little bit about that stepping out moment you had where you, you changed jobs, you changed career paths, and you kind of changed lifestyle in order to pursue the dream you were looking for? Yes, my dream is to travel. I had always wanted to travel the world, but if you look at airline tickets, you know it could be costly. So I had the bright idea if I worked for an airline, then I would be able to live my dream at a reduced cost. I did find out that if you work for the airline, you fly for free or really, really, really cheap anywhere in the world. So I quit my job in the insurance industry. I moved to Cincinnati and I took a job at one of the legacy airlines and I have not looked back. And that's a brilliant way to look at your job. Find a way that it can help fulfill the rest of your dreams. I want to say it was rich dad, poor dad, where he said rich people don't take jobs for money, they take jobs for skills, or in this case, the extra benefits that it brings. So that's a great way to think about things. If you're not satisfied with your job or having a job, find a way that your job can make you more fulfilled, even if it's not uh, more money or something we traditionally think about. So can that you, is true. So you tell us a little bit, what, what is a virtual assistant for people who aren't familiar with the concept? A virtual assistant is a, a professional who will help you navigate through the task in your small businesses. They can do all the things that you are not able to do, or they can do the things that keep your business small. And by that, I mean you're so busy doing the back office work that you are not able to grow your business. So you delegate the back office to someone else to free up your time to do you. What does some of that back office work look like that, sh that you've had experience doing or you know other VAs have had experience doing? VAs specialize, so it could be a myriad of things. There are some VAs that only do social media. They will update your social media. They will keep it current. They will go out and engage on your social media to keep your profile fresh on top. 
There are some that just do administrative work, such as um, communications, letter writing, invoicing, billing. I have some that just do content management. They write content. They do blog posts. They ghostwrite for other people. Whatever you need done, you can find a, a virtual assistant that's able to do it. So it really sounds like if there's things in, in your role that you aren't good at or don't enjoy, finding the right virtual assistant that specializes in that area can take that load off so you can focus on the things you are good at or the things that you do enjoy doing that you really want. It's the reason you started doing your side hustle to begin with. So that's about exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. One line that I used to use in my other life and I was able to roll it over to this one is you came into this profession or you started this business to make widgets and that's all you want to do is you want to make widgets you don't want to worry about the benefits you don't want to worry about the bills all you want to do is make widgets let somebody else do that other stuff and that's where you would come in right that's where I come in so what's what stops most people from moving forward a lot of people have never heard of a virtual assistant or they don't realize how, don't know how to go about obtaining one. Another reason I'm finding is people hear the price and it stops them. They don't realize the investment that they're making. Okay, well, let's, let's tackle that first one first. What, do you have any advice for people who might be thinking, hey, this sounds like a great idea. How do I suss one out? How do I find the right one? Aside from just going to... Uh, inboxva.com and hiring you? I would say start at LinkedIn. Okay, so people are listing on LinkedIn. They're li listing assistant. on LinkedIn, but what I would suggest you do is find someone else who does what you do and ask them if they have a VA and if so, would they recommend them? So if I'm making widgets, I go to another widget maker on the other side of the country so we're not competitors. And I ask, well, who do you use for your back office? The virtual assistant can be anywhere in the world because all she needs is the internet. And so it sounds like, I mean, a virtual assistant sounds like it should be your first employee, but not, they're not employee because they're a, a contractor. We're or a contractor. Whatever. We're a contractor. But um, other than like you need a sales team if you're going to grow or whatever your business entails, but a virtual assistant can really take a lot of the load off of you. Okay. And then you said the second part you're hearing now is, is around the investment. And I like that you called it that. You didn't call it the cost because a lot of times small business folks and side hustlers, especially um, talking about myself here, we, we get this idea that what money we have, we need to hold on to, and we're reluctant to let it go, even if it's an, in, an is investment to help us grow to a larger uh, goal of our business. As I like the term investment as well because you are investing in your company. If you have a company that you cannot put money into, you're not going to make money. If you are so busy doing the invoices or, or um, trying to reach your suppliers that you don't have time, I'm going back to make your widgets, then you're not making any money. We can actually help your business grow. Now, you talk, we talked about this a little beforehand, but we kind of had the idea rolling around that this may not always be for those of us who are starting a side hustle, but we have a lot of uh, young, uh, young professionals, maybe a husband and a wife who have a lot of other things they need to get done. Uh, is there an opportunity maybe for them to hire, to make some of the same phone calls, schedule appointments, do some of those tasks that we just don't get around to? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can have a personal assistant, someone who 
that you trust, you may have them um, be bonded, and they maybe pay your bills for you or make your doctor's appointments for you. What is that bonding? Or help. To be bonded means you have an insurance policy against you. So if I should do anything that's going to affect your income, the insurance will reimburse you. So if I steal from you, I'm bonded. I have an insurance policy that's going to replace any money that I steal. So same thing if you're having, having a contractor come, you want somebody who's licensed, bonded, insured. Correct. If they destroy your house, you can come back and have that, maybe not against them personally, but against the insurance company that'll take against it. Against the insurance company, that is correct. Okay, so there are then some other considerations there when you're looking at a VA around, depending on what you want them to do. I would only worry about the bonding if, you have, if they have access to your bank accounts. I do not, and I choose not to have access to any money. I do invoicing. I send the bills out. The bills come in. I never see or touch the money. Okay. And that's fair. I mean, it's probably a safer place to be. You don't have to worry yes. about any of those accusations or anything going wrong. Correct. And also know that this started out as a side hustle and it grew. It is. You've been around uh, three years now. Is that three right? Years. I started with one client, and that's all I wanted. It was my girlfriend who I was doing work for, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing too much work. I'm going to need you to pay me. <laughs> and she started paying me, and I grew from there. Well, it's, it's good that she took that route because I've heard <laughs> a lot of friendships going south when money starts to get involved. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, you're, you're turning a profit now. I need you to pay me. Yeah, that good call out to all the people who are out there hustling. When you start to get a profit, Take care of the people who took care of you. Make sure you're paying people adequately. You know, don't be stingy just because you're starting to make some money now. Yes. And can I say one more thing about the investment? Absolutely. Some people, a VA can charge anywhere from $25 to $75 an hour, depending on what their specialty is and how, how detailed they are. A lot of people hear that dollar amount and go like, oh, no, I can never afford that. I want you to realize that a virtual assistant is only going to charge you for the work that she's doing. If you were to hire an assistant to come into your place of business, well, first of all, if you're working out of your basement or your garage or a second bedroom, then you have someone coming into your home. So you really don't want that. So if you hire a virtual assistant, they're only going to do the work that needs to be done. They're not going to be on the clock 40 hours a week. You may only have 10 hours a week worth of work or five hours a week worth of work, and that's all you're going to pay for. There's also no overhead because a virtual assistant has her own software, has his or her, I should not say her, they have their own software, they have their own equipment. So you don't have to worry about having a laptop or a printer or anything, any of the different programs that they use. If there's any fee associated with that program, that virtual assistant nine times out of ten is going to pay for it because she's going to use it for more than one client. Right, unless it's highly specialized, I imagine that Correct. would be the case. Correct. If you do something big like Entreport, if you use Entreport for your business, then yes, you're going to pay for that. But as far as having um, paying for the cloud or as paying for Office 365, anything like that, that's all on me. Right. You'd have all the basic equipment and software that you'd need to do whatever it is that your, your job responsibilities take care of correct. or call for. That is correct. All right. And I'm sure when, when people are looking at that fee, every VA is probably different, but there's probably other ways to work around that. If you have maybe a non, something that can be calculated at an hourly rate, maybe I'm looking to find more speaking engagements, we could probably work out something where we'll do a headhunter's fee, a certain percentage of, of, the, of the fee that I get from the speaking gig. 
That is correct. I have a client, and that's all I do is I find speaking engagements for her around the country, and I do get 7.5% of every gig that she does. Yeah, and 7.5% seven, seven of what she does or what you book? Of if she, whatever she does, not what I book. Okay. Because 7.5% is low. And that's what I thought. That was kind of low. So I was wondering how you balanced that out. So what, anything she does, whether I get it or she gets it, I get 7.5% of it. Oh, well, that's fair. You want to balance, you want to balance that out to make sure that okay. she, you're getting a decent rate and she's not just going around behind you. She's probably sending things to you then. I mean, that incentivizes her to say, call or send, send yes. to this address for Victoria. That she takes care of my calendar. I get a lot of phone calls. Donna told me to call you. Donna said this. Donna said that. And also because Donna is sending people my way, then I get more leads. I can reach out to other people. Setting it up that way puts the incentives all in the right place. So she's not trying to go around you. She's actually not trying to you know, micromanage that. She's pushing it towards you because she's paying for it anyway. She can then focus on you know, her message and whatever she's working on from her speaking engagement perspective. You do what you do, just like you said. You're dividing and conquering. Everyone gets to do what they're good at and what they want to do. Correct. All right. So what are some things I might not be thinking of if I'm looking, if I'm looking to get a VA? And let's assume it's not you because you'd be perfect and what you're doing. What should I be asking some other stranger? What should my audience be thinking to ask that they may not even think about because maybe they're not familiar with VAs previously or they just are inexperienced in this area? I think your ask should be dependent upon what you need because VAs are located all over the world. So you may have a VA that's in the Philippines. You may have a VA that's in China. You may have a VA anywhere in the world. If you want them to write content or write letters on your behalf or respond to your emails, then you want to make sure that English is their first language because English is a hard language to learn. And if you just take a basic English course, when you respond to an email, it may not sound the way we speak. That sure. makes sense. Yeah, there's always the little nuances of language. You can tell mm -hmm. if the people are native or not. Yes. Yes, yes. So I'm not trying to say be discriminatory, but if, if that is important to you, make sure that English is their first language. My second thing is to see what their strengths and their weaknesses are. You want to find someone whose strength is your weakness so you can balance each other out. If you have someone that is not good in content writing, you're not going to hire them to write your blog. If you have someone that's not good in graphics, you're not going to ask them to design your website. So what would be the difference, or maybe it's, maybe it's not a difference, maybe these are all different terms for the same thing, but between like a VA, a freelancer, a personal assistant you said earlier, it really sounds like these are all the same pool of people in different aspects or different... Different aspects of what they're doing. A freelancer could work for herself. I keep saying her, and I'm sorry, I should be more it's, open. It's a woman's world, it's okay. <laughs> A freelancer can work for herself, so she can write blogs, and she can sell these blogs to anyone. She can be a ghostwriter. She is not captive to a certain person. Well, okay, so it still may be the same person, but they're playing a different role depending on what's been arranged. So they're either selling the work they're doing independently or they're writing specifically for you in that for case. You. Correct. If I am writing, I have one person that do their ghostwriting. All I write are self-care blog posts. Okay. And they only go to her. I can't give them to anyone else. 
Right. Well, that if makes sense. I was, if I was a freelancer, I could write self-care. I could write home, home and gardens. I could write about flowers and plants and send them to whomever is buying that day. You've been at this for three years, and you can feel free not to answer in case you're a, your employer's listening. But are you at some point looking to make this your only gig and make that final step into your personal freedom? Before I was employed by a legacy airline, this was my goal, was to make this my only gig. Now that I have the benefits that I have, I'm not leaving until I retire, and I probably won't retire until I'm 67 or 68 because I don't want to give up that benefit. So you have like another 30 years then, right? <laughs> exactly. You, you like the new map. I see that. <laughs> Okay, well, that make, and that makes sense in your situation. So it actually is, it actually probably will save you money when you get your travel going. <laughs> and my luck, because I work for a legacy carrier, I my schedule is very flexible, and they are very flexible with me. So if I have a coworker who needs the extra hours, I let them have them because I have my money coming in through my business that supports me. I go to that job for the benefits. That's a, and that's a, a good place to be. Uh, when's the last time you went or, are go, or when's the next time you're going to Ghana? Because I know that's one of your favorite places to go. Oh, the other day I was watching the UN address and the president of Ghana did his speech and he announced a new program that they are starting. It's called 2019, the year of return. 2019, 2019 marks the 400th year, the anniversary of the first ships leaving Ghana with Africans who were turned into slaves. And mm. so there's a Bible in the story, and I have to go, I mean, I'm sorry, there is a story in the Bible where someone was in bondage for 400 years. I have to go back and read to, to see exactly what he was referring to. But at the end of the 400 years, they found freedom. They were able to leave and return back to their native country. Ghana is opening up their doors for anyone in the diaspora to return. With that being said, and go back to your original question, I'm going back in March because I go every March, but this time I'm going prepared to buy property. I'm going to start building a home there. And keeping a home here as well, or are you able to work from there completely? No, I will not be able to work from there. So okay. I'm going to build a home there and go back and forth because, again, I work for a legacy airline and I can go back and forth. Right. I didn't know if that was a remote position that you could work there or not. I cannot work there for my second job, but I can VA there. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. So when they say anyone in the diaspora, you have to forgive my ignorance. Is that, is that anyone of African descent? Correct. Okay. Anyone in the African diaspora. So I'm assuming, obviously, then you can't, well, many people can't prove that they would actually have come from Ghana originally. And they don't to, care. They don't care. That's they amazing. don't care. They're, they're saying use Ghana as the portal. If you get into Ghana and you decide that's not where you want to be and you want to move over to Nigeria, if they open the doors and let you in, you're free to go. That's very interesting. But Ghana, uh, the majority of the slave ships left from Ghana. Some did leave from Nigeria, some left from Senegal, but the majority left from Ghana. Interesting. Now, you've been there a few times. Do you know a particular area you're looking for or looking at? 
Yes, I do. Where mm -hmm. I go is Swaydru, and it's a small town about an hour and a half from Accra, which is the capital. I want to go in the other direction about a half hour against Guinea is the name, mm -hmm. the name of the body of water. I would like to build a home there. And the reason why I want to go there is because as people start coming over to visit, they're going to need a place to stay. So if I can build something on the lines of a duplex where I live on one side and I have rooming houses or bedrooms, bedrooms only on the other side, then I can turn it into an Airbnb and have it as something, a way to um, make money. Absolutely. And then uh, we will have a place to visit when we come because I have yes. never been to Africa and I, I've seen enough pictures to know there's some beautiful country there. Beautiful. It, living is hard. Living is difficult when you're from the Western society. I'm sure I'm very spoiled. Yes, we all are. We, there are so many things that we take for granted. First world problems. Yeah, but there's sometimes there's sometimes that problems. simplicity would, much, would be very attractive. <laughs> and that's what I like about it. That right. is what I enjoy the most. It's just basic. It's basic. But basic in a good way, not the, the negative slang way that people are using it now, right? Not, oh, I didn't realize that. Basic as in there's not a lot of, when people get upset, they have a legitimate reason to get upset. <laughs> not because someone stepped on their toe or wore the same color shirt they wore or did not speak to them or they didn't get their cookies that they were supposed to get or their, their water was warm. No. All right. So let me bring it back. Some of the things you told us that you're doing sort of back office administration, invoicing, billing, um, you're doing some headhunting for a, for a public speaker, going out and finding their, finding their gigs. What other things could people call you for? CRM management, client relation management system, such as Entreport or a Yoho or a Infusionsoft, where I'm able to set things up and automate your emails. That's also good if you have an online course. Once somebody pays and you want their emails to drop every Monday or every Thursday, we can set that up so everything is automated. Okay. So email marketing systems, you're, you're automating that to, yes. to get people into your funnel? Yes. All right. Anything else you want to share with us? Yes. This is something that I want to tell, make sure that all business owners know that if you are owner of a business, you should only be doing the things that you that only you can do. If you are the owner of a business, you should only be doing the things that only you can do. Everything else should be delegated. And if you're looking for a side hustle and you need to bring in some income, but you really don't want to go to another part-time job where you're standing on your feet in the retail or doing whatever it entails in a part-time job, I'm going to ask you to use what's in your hand and use the skills that you have and start your own business and look into the virtual reality, the virtual world. There are many things that you can do virtually that will make a nice income for you and you can do them in the comfort of your home. Well, that sounds like a great commercial for this podcast. It's going to help people do just that. <laughs> Let me just ask the final question I've been asking everybody. It's still a surprise since I haven't published the first episode yet, but what are you doing now to be better tomorrow? Organization. I am consistently organizing everything. Everything. 
so that I can find it today, I can find it tomorrow, I can find it next week. If everything is where it's supposed to be, then you do not have to spend extra time searching for it. So that frees up more time for you to do other things, which increases your income. Excellent answer. All right. Thank you very much. That was Victoria Murray, folks. Make sure you go check out her website at Inbox VA. And I will see you later as we all try to be better tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Be Better Tomorrow. You can check out BeBetterTomorrow.com slash two to find out everything you need to know about this episode. Also, head over to Victoria's website at Inbox VA. She's got a special offer for our listeners, 10% off, 10 hours of service. So if you've ever wanted to try having a virtual assistant, now's the time. Also ask that you head over to rate and review us wherever you find your podcast. It helps us get to the top of the list so we can help more people improve. The music you're listening to now is District 4 by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thank you, and I hope you will be better tomorrow.